own a Bible or download one. Nowadays, you can have an access on your phone. It's so important to read his word. And what we're about to read today is, is amazing. And I want us to kind of taste every word that the psalmist David here writes as he understood what we're about to read. Are you there? It says, behold, sort of like pay attention, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon, upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, listen to this, commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Let's read it again. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Today you are together in unity, brothers and sisters. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron. Running down on the edge of his garments, it is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Amen? Thank you, David. Brothers and sisters, uh, I think it's important that, that we understand these passages this afternoon to understand the move of God. If we, don't, uh, if, if we don't understand, if we don't open our hearts to this message, we, will, uh, we, we won't experience what God wants us to experience. Here, the psalmist David is, is singing a song. He is expressing himself about the importance of, of brothers and sisters being together in unity. Being together in unity is so important because God moves in togetherness. I think Kevin said it on Friday night. He said that the disciples were in one spirit in the book of Acts. Amen. They were together in a room, it says in the Bible, and they were waiting together. Together they had the same heart. They had the same hunger. They had all experienced a Jesus Christ in the flesh that was walking with them, that was God, that was man, but he was alive. He was there in front of them. They had all seen him be arrested in the night. They had all seen him be crucified on the cross. They had all scattered like a sheep, like sheep without a shepherd. They had all been scared. They had all been doubtful. Most of them ran away. Most of them left the city of Jerusalem, although Jesus told them not to. But then they started to get together. They started to wait. When Jesus presented himself after three days of being dead, he resurrected. He came out of the grave in glory and in victory. He comes and he begins to appear to the disciples. He begins to show up. Jesus didn't need any doors. He would go right through walls. Amen. 
and he would show himself and, and the disciples would be a little afraid at times, of course, because they saw him die. They, they probably didn't expect it. They, they, they had doubted. They were fearful. And Jesus would appear. And he would say, peace be with you. And this overwhelming peace would come over the disciples. And the Bible says, the Bible says that they would eat with him, that they would, that they would talk with him. And the Bible says that Jesus would explain himself why he was Jesus, why he was the Messiah. He would explain it through the word and he would read the word with them. There was these two disciples that were, that were walking away from Jerusalem. They were on this road and Jesus appears next to them and he asked them, why are you leaving? And he says, haven't you heard what happened in Jerusalem? Haven't you heard that, that Jesus died and he no longer lives? And they were, they were running away. And it says that they recognized Jesus when he sat down with them, invited them to eat. And that he began to explain the prophets and the law to them. That they began to hear the voice of Jesus. Jesus got them together and said, I want you to wait for me in this room the upper room, right, in the book of Acts. And they're waiting together, brothers and sisters. I want us to picture this. Please listen to me. They're waiting together in unity. They have the same heart. They have the same expectation that something has to happen. We're not leaving this place until something happens. They're there together in unity because, you know, unity is not just sitting together in a church. It's having the same heart and the same hunger and the same love for Jesus Christ that the person next to you has. It is the person next to you worshiping, although they've had a, 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 a bad week, although they've had a bad life, they've had a bad year, but they're worshiping God with all their heart because they know that the answer is not, is not in the world, it's not in things of this earth, but the answer is for the one from heaven, Jesus Christ. That's where all the answers are. And we, we stand here and we worship together in unity because we're expecting, we're hungry, we want more of God, we want to know him, we want to see him and may am i the only one but we want to know him we want to see him we want to get to know him we love him that's unity being in that one spirit that 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 one that that one heart all of us here have been given a new heart amen Jesus has placed a new heart inside of us. When we come to the Lord, that's why our lives begin to change because we're born again. We get a new spirit. All of a sudden, we're like, we're, we're new people. We don't recognize ourselves. We don't do the same things that we used to because we're new inside. And the person next to you is the same. I had this vision. And I didn't know why I had this vision until right now, actually. I just remembered. I had a, a wait, was it a dream or a vision? Regardless. I saw this, this picture of, of um, actually, wow, this is awesome. Okay, good. Thank you. I was, it was actually, it, it, looked, it, looked like, it looked like you, Andrew. That's, this is Andrew. He's blue. Um, <laughs> uh, and I don't mean sad. I mean, that's what we call him. I don't know why, but whatever. Um, I, see a, I see a picture of, of you uh, walking, and, and you're bright, really bright. I, I know it's you because your, your head and stuff, you know. Not, not, you know, it's just, yeah, we all have very unique heads. I mean, come on. He's walking, and <laughs> hey, Waldo, I love you. And uh, he's walking, and, and all I see is, like, his almost, like, silhouette of his, like, the back. But a light 
just the light is so so bright that I can't really see detail. I see shapes, but he's really bright, really shiny, and he walks into what what looks like a church or just a place of worship, and uh, in there, the light was bright, but when 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 everyone got together in one place, the light got even brighter. And I, I was like, uh, I didn't know. I told Cynthia, I had this like dream or vision. I think it was a dream. And I don't know what it means. I just realized right now that, that when we get together, the Bible says, Jesus said, where two or three are together in my name, there I am. The light becomes brighter. The, the worship becomes stronger. There's, a, there's, a, there, there's something special about the body of Christ worshiping with one voice, singing the same song together, worshiping the same God in one place. There's something special about that. Amen? This is what David is talking about. Dwell together in unity. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren, for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. Now, it's good and it's pleasant. Well, at least it should be, right? At least it should be. You know, uh, most of us have families, amen? Brothers and sisters. I have one brother, and it wasn't always good and pleasant. Right? It wasn't always, and it's not always good and pleasant. In our, with our physical eyes and our feelings. But see, what God is talking about here is a little deeper than just feelings and just thoughts and emotions. What he's saying here is that we worship the same God, that what we have in common is greater than our differences. Amen? What we have in common, what, what brings us together is more powerful, more powerful than what makes us different. Although our differences are beautiful, our diversity, our different personalities, those are things that God has given us and they're beautiful. But what brings us together and makes us one body is more powerful, is Jesus Christ. You may not agree with the person next to you. They might like the Celtics, and you might like the Lakers, like myself. They might like the Raiders. I don't know why. And they might like the Cowboys, like myself, right? You may not agree on everything. They might like chicken, and you like fish. Praise the Lord. They might, you might, <laughs> they might like beef, and you like vegetables. I don't know why. But what brings us together, brothers and sisters, what brings us together, what makes us one, what makes us one body is way bigger, way greater and more powerful than our differences. You might not like to beat that poncho plays on this thing. They're like, I don't know. I don't get it. Right? I, I like it, Punch. I don't, I don't understand it, but you know what? He's doing it for the greater good, for our, what we have in common. He's doing it for Jesus. You may not like Jesse's voice all the way. You may, why does he sing like that? Does he have to do all that? I love you, bro. I like it. But who he's doing it for, you love, I hope. So then we're together in this. We're not separate. See, this is the thing. Like, have you ever seen 
a head walking by itself? If you have, please show me pictures because I don't believe you. Have you ever seen a body with no head? Maybe? No? Maybe a small head and it looks like they don't have a head. <laughs> or a big head and it looks like one whole thing. But you've, there's no, no. Maybe, maybe they don't have, you know, there's people that don't have limbs. They might have not legs and arms, but they have a body. They have something here connected. They have organs. They're working. That's how the body of Christ is. There's no separation between head and body, even between limbs, between arms. Everything is connected. Everything works together because everything we have in common is him. So when the Bible says how good and how pleasant, how good is God? Good? How pleasant is the Lord? really pleasant so what brings us together is not our goodness although our goodness is his but it's his goodness him being pleasant so what brings us together is him good and him pleasant so how good and how pleasant is it for brethren to come together in unity it's very good because it's very god it's very pleasant because it's very god God is good and pleasant, so if you have God and I have God and we don't like the same team, you know, in basketball, it doesn't matter because what brings us together is good and it's pleasant and it overweighs. It's way better than any difference. Amen? Now, this is important for a move of God. It doesn't mean we're going to agree on everything. You may not like how I yell. You may not like how I preach. You may not like exactly how I do things. But what we have in common is God. You might not always agree with my decisions. I'm not looking at anybody. You may not always agree with how I do things. Man, I don't even agree sometimes. But what brings us together, brothers and sisters, we have to overcome our differences. We can't let our differences always be the biggest thing that we deal with that we focus on we have to come together and we have to love each other no matter what it's quiet in here we have to it's it's, it's something that God has called us to do now I'm not saying you're going to forcefully like someone and love them and like you know it's not force it's not something that you know but but it is is a move of God God moving in you towards someone else that you never thought, maybe you've, you never thought you would be a, a blessing or friends or even talk to someone like the person that you're talking to because of the thing that you have in common, the good and the pleasant thing. That's unity. I can go on and on about how important unity is. In a move of God, there's going to be different methods and different ways that we do things. Different ideas, different ways that, that we might do things and practice things. You know, you may say, well, you know, if you don't pray for an hour, then it's not really good enough. Or, or that's how you should do it. Or you should pray in the morning. And, you know, you should always pray for your food. And all of these things that we do that don't necessarily define who we are necessarily in God. And we may not agree on everything. We may not agree on everything exactly like cookie cutter. But what we have in common is great. Amen? Amen? All right. And this unity, what is it like? 
And he says it here. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard. The beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. Wow. It is like precious oil. Oil is the Holy Spirit, the presence of God. Amen? Oil is running down this head upon the beard of Aaron and all the way into his garments. Why Aaron? You know, why not like Moses? I'm sure he had a beard. Or maybe not. But Aaron is the high priest. Aaron is the first high priest. And his beard, they say, was pretty long, pretty big. Right? It was like big. I forgot. It, they have, I don't know how they know this stuff, but yeah, pretty, pretty big beard. And he was the high priest, the first high priest. Now, when I was looking at this, I thought, man, that's awesome. But Aaron's not my high priest. Jesus is my high priest. Amen? Is Jesus your high priest? Jesus is my high priest. And the oil, it says, the presence of God comes from the head down to the beard, to the garments. It comes from the top of the head running down to the beard all the way down to the garments. This is what unity is like. This is what unity does in a movement, in a, in a local church, in the body of Christ. It is like oil, presence of God, Holy Spirit moving from the top of the head down to the beard, to the garments. Who is the head of the church? Jesus is the head of the church. That's why I was telling you there's no separation. There's no head walking around. There's no body without a head. Jesus is the head of the church, and the presence, the oil, comes from the head of the church down to the beard, to the body, even to the garments of the church, of you, of us, together, in unity. It's the presence, the oil that moves about from the head to the beard to the garments. That's how we need that's why we need unity because there's flow in unity there's presence in unity there's there's things that happen that that maybe we didn't we didn't expect to happen the presence of God flows better because when there's division when there's a, when there's separation things don't flow the same when someone has a blood clot or, or something that stops their their blood flow Things don't work right. Amen? Things don't work the same. We need, we need this. We need this, brothers and sisters. We need this for things to flow from the head to the beard to the garments. The head, you know, is Jesus Christ. The beard is sort of like Jesus appoints these leaders to, 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 to shepherd his sheep. And the beard is connected. You know, the head starts raining. The oil starts raining down to the head, and it goes down to the beard. If there's no unity in the head, then there's no unity down on the beard. And we know that the head, the Godhead, there's unity there. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're pretty united, guys. Amen? <laughs> they're, they're pretty together. They, they, they agree on everything. They don't have any disagreements. 
They're pretty united. The head is united. And then the beard, the, the, the leaders, the pillars that God appoints, they need to be united as well so that it can flow. You can't have a church where there's, <laughs> there's no agreement, there's no unity in the leadership because then the, the oil won't flow. Amen? Then it won't flow down to the garments, to the church, to the body. Praise God. Y'all quiet. The precious oil upon the head, Jesus, running down to the beard, the leaders of church, the leaders that God appoints, running down to the, even the edge of the garments. I want to read something to you. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 9. I think Cynthia read this yesterday. I mean, know if you're there. Amen. Nine, you there? Uh, Verse 20. Ready? And suddenly a woman who had flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. You see, brothers and sisters, There's so much oil and so much presence and so much power that the people out there don't need to touch the pastor, the leaders, the garment. That's you. That's where you come in. That's where you and I come in. The church of Jesus Christ is like those garments spread around the world where someone that's sick, someone that's hurting, someone that needs life, someone that needs to be alive can touch the hem of whose garment? Jesus, the garments of Jesus, that's all it takes. That oil is running from the head to the beard to the garment. And this woman knew it. She must have read that psalm somewhere, sometime. She said, I read that psalm, the garment. It was on Aaron. It could definitely be on Jesus. Oh, man, isn't Jesus the answer to everything? You know, I like to find Jesus. I like to see Jesus be glorified in everything that we do. It is what the Holy Spirit loves doing, testifying. Let's go back to Psalms. One thirty-three. Let's read verse 2 again. You there? It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. This is what unity is like. And a movement, a move of God that has been, he has been moving since the beginning of time, since before that, he has been moving through the book of Genesis, the prophets, Jesus, you know, his disciples, those that spread the gospel. He's moving now in us. And every movement, every move of God needs unity. So we should love others the way that he loves us. We should treat others. Jesus even said we should treat others like we want to be treated. 
You know, Jesus, he went to the point of saying that we should love our enemies. Who's signing up for that? <laughs> I got a couple hands. To love our enemies. You know those people that, um, that so-called hate God, right? That say there is no God. We sometimes get really angry at that. And obviously that's like a, almost like a natural thing to say like, what? I think I've told this story. Maybe I should, yeah, I'll tell it again. I always repeat myself. Sorry, guys. But there, there's always new people that haven't heard it. So praise the Lord. Um, so one time I was in high school, so that gives me, you know, an excuse. I was really young and, and not smart, not mature. And we were, we were in high school and we were in PE class, amen, who had PE class? Praise the Lord for PE, because uh, that was like chill time. Um, and then uh, we were in the weight room, because that's what we did like for one semester is going to lift weights. And someone, uh, we were partnering up with three or four guys, and someone in my group decided to insult Jesus. And it's not like I was like Mr. Super Duper Holy Christian Hallelujah Man. <laughs> I was like just like a regular kid, you know, uh, doing things that maybe I shouldn't have been doing. Regardless, I wasn't living a life that would exemplify or even glorify Jesus in no way. But... I decided to take it upon myself to defend Jesus. Because you don't insult Jesus in front of me, buddy. First of all, okay? You don't, you don't do that in front of me. Uh, because I, I, I sort of know about Jesus and I know he's real. So don't you dare insult Jesus, right? Like, like he needs defending. <laughs> you know, Jesus didn't defend himself. He went to the cross, and he didn't defend himself. I remember at one point, I was like, Lord, you know, like all this stuff is happening to me. Who's going to defend me, God? Are you going to defend me? And he was like, nobody defended me. Stop crying. <laughs> he didn't say, I added the stop crying part. I thought that was pretty funny. But he did say, nobody defended me, son. Don't worry. Just go through it. So he calls us to even love the people that hate him. Oh, man. We barely love the brother and sister at church. Come on, somebody say amen, please, Lord. Jesus Christ. I love you. And Jesus is challenging us and saying, you know, how, you know the kind of unity I want? I want the unity that you love the person that hates me. Why? Because I love them. I love them. I love the racist guy that, that says the N-word. and, and oh, I love them. I've called you to love them too. Love doesn't mean agree with. It means love. It means you care that they're, they don't know God. Or they think they do, but they really don't. That's the kind of unity that God wants for us in here. Verse 3 in Psalms. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. To stop there. It is like the dew of Hermon 
descending upon the mountains of Zion. You know, um, it's never dry, in other words. There's dew, there's, there's, there's wetness on the land. I think Pancho, he left, but, oh, there he is. Uh, he, he was telling us about a vision he had, and uh, I don't know if I'll say it right, but he, he saw a, a canvas, a waterfall falling on the canvas, and on the, on the canvas was uh, Dini's face. Uh, where's Dini at? Oh, there she is was Dini's face, and she was singing, and every time she sang, the, the water came out from her mouth, and there was trees that were being watered, right? And then he said there was this dry land just cracking, and, and it was deserty and ugly, but the water was going towards it, and it was bringing life, you know? And uh, this is what reminded me of that, is like, there's, there's this, this wetness, there's this there's this beautiful dew that comes on this Mount of Hermon that descends upon the mountains of Zion of heaven. That's what it's saying. This is what unity looks like, guys. It's flowy. It's, it's, it, you got you to gotta almost play with the music. You got to dance to the music that's being played. It's like you're, you're never going to fully agree with someone perfectly in a church. It's never going to happen. Uh, maybe it'll happen with one or two people, but like everyone. But what we can agree on is that God is good, that Jesus is alive, that his Holy Spirit is real, that he lives in us, and that we love to worship him. Amen? And the Bible says after that, for there, right there, in that place of unity, in that place of, 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 of brotherhood and sisterhood, there in that place, for there, the Lord commanded the blessing life forevermore he commands a blessing on you he commands it he doesn't say hey i'm thinking about blessing you maybe i'll bless you he commands that blessing over your life and what is that blessing life forevermore no longer death no longer comfortableness no longer going through the motions alive forevermore that's why we need you you are important to the body of Christ all of you have gifts all of you have a word that God has placed in you we need you doesn't have to be from up here but we need you in the body because there the Lord commands a blessing life forevermore he needs someone to use he needs your mouth he needs your hands he needs your prayer he needs your worship he needs you your service towards him amen for there the lord commanded the blessing life forevermore that's what the word for us today is in a move of god it flows from the head jesus to the beard to the garments it, it, it is like dew on, on, on Mount Hermon, the mountains of Zion. There's no dryness. There's no, there's no death. There's not a death valley in heaven. Only life. Only, only river of life. Only life. I said something yesterday. God is a living being. Anything that he creates is alive. He doesn't create things that are dead. He create, creates things that are alive. That's why when Cynthia said, Jesus walked in to the place where the little girl, supposedly to everyone around them, was dead. 
He said, she's not dead. She's merely asleep. Remember that? She's mere. Why? Because he is life forevermore. When Jesus walks into a situation, he's life. So he can't give death. He can only give life. Because you can only give who you are. And that's what unity does. That's how good and pleasant it is to be in unity. Because now you take part in that. You can give life forevermore now. From the head to the leaders to the church, the body, the garments. Everyone touched with the oil, the presence of God. That's how badly God wants us united. You know what he told the disciples? The world, the world, listen to this. The world will know you but by how much you love each other. Not by your picket signs that say, I hate fags. By how you love each other. That's how the world will know. Am I talking to somebody this afternoon? It is important, important that we are united. Even if we don't disagree. I mean, even if we don't agree. I want to talk to those people that are mad at me for whatever reason. I'm, I'm willing. I'm open. I wasn't before. I'm open now. I want to sit at the table and say, hey, I'm ready to talk. I have to see these people in heaven one day. Why would I hate or dislike or, or put down someone? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that anymore. Because that doesn't bring life. I'm open to that. The Lord's listening right now. I'm open to that. We're all together in this. It doesn't have to be where, oh, you're that, doing that, and we'll stay. It doesn't have to be like that. I can't force it either. I can't take it to that extreme and try to force things. But my prayer is I'm open. And you have to be like that too. You can't think you're better than your brother and sister. You can't. You're not. We're all in this together. Don't you see what he's saying? Unity. He wants it so bad. He died for it. We make unimportant things. We make them so important. We make them so important. We need to go back. We need to go back to what's important. And that's presence, gospel, saving lives. He needs you and I. He needs you. No more playing games. That's what he wants. He wants to command that blessing on us. He wants us united. Why don't you stand on your feet? There's people here, maybe you don't go to this church and you go to another church. I want you to take this same, this same attitude, this same idea wherever you go.
Lord, we don't agree on everything, Lord. We don't necessarily do things the same from church to church, God. Even from person to person. We lead differently. We, we think. We, we dream. We, we're different, Lord, and you made us that way. But, Lord, what brings us together is more, is bigger, is greater. It's you, God, that brings us together. You bring us together, God. You bring us together. You want us united to the point where, where we love our enemies, God. Love the people that, that say they hate you, but they don't really know you, God. But we know you, God. We know who you are, God. And it is our job. And it is our job to show your love, God. Oh, Jesus. Administer this word to your people, God. Let it seep in deep into our hearts, God. Let it seep deep into our hearts. Life forevermore. Life forevermore. Life. Life forevermore.